Alright, and we're coming to you live from Sean's basement, aka the Bexley Schwitz. The Bexley Schwitz. <laughs> we really we should trademark it. We should. Okay. Thank you for having us again. Oh, it, always. I, I know that in years to come there'll be a line trying to get down here, but it's beautiful. The main highlight here is, of course, the sun, a banya that goes up to 200 degrees. Looking forward to it every time. We even got a babysitter during the day, which we don't do, to just not to miss this kind of thing. So thanks a lot. Um, I'm Ilya Wagner, startup enthusiast. I've been in and out of insurance, was an insurance agent. I uh, have a couple insurance startups, including being the carrier ourselves. And uh, good friends with Sean Rotenberg, who is gracious enough to have us down here. Yeah, I'm, again, Sean Rotenberg. I'm sure everyone's been listening to our previous podcast, so know, you know all about me. Uh, <laughs> if, if Ilya's an insurance enthusiast, call me the gum and tooth enthusiast. All right. Um, and we have Zach Luck here today, who... Um, Zach, Zach Luck! Zach, please Zach. introduce yourself. Please. Zach Luck. I'm oh, and talk about your Schwitzing experience. That's so awesome. I've, I've been through one meaningful Bexley Schwitz experience with the emphasis on the meaningful. Yeah. Uh, it was lovely. Uh, great hosts. Good drinks. Uh, nice hot, hot sauna. What what and you br- you brought us something special today? Oh, and I brought some mate fresh from Argentina, uh, yerba mate uh, with its own special wooden gourd. Looking uh, forward to getting and, sweaty uh, and, and getting some caffeine in us. Getting some nice nice uh, herbal tea caffeine. Awesome. Tell us about. Yeah, it your looks like a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got to know you because you're a lawyer and you did some consumer protection. Uh, yeah, so sure, a little bio for myself. So I'm an attorney here in town. Um, I represent uh, mostly corporate clients, some mm-hmm. in the financial services sector. Uh, and my background before uh, being at the law firm for a couple of years was working in the federal government in various policy positions, mostly around consumer protection law uh, in the consumer financial space. So I was at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau for a couple of years. I also worked on Capitol Hill before I went to law school, wow. where I worked um, on the earliest days of what was then called the subprime mortgage crisis or the foreclosure crisis. Later became, you know, the greatest economic downturn of hopefully our generation. Uh, and yeah, so nice. that's, that's my background in policy. And now I, I represent people and keep the government away from them most oh. of the time. When I first met you, I thought we were going to do a session about the consumer protection thing, but. You just enlightened me of how you sued an agent, so I think we're going to talk about that a little bit too, which sounds exciting. Um, I think we're at 180. We're about 180 now, so right. perfect time for the Schwitz. All right, let's, um, let's get sweaty. So, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll check back as soon as we're done with the first round. Let's pause here and be right back. Okay, we're back. We're nice and sweaty. It said, by the way, it said 170. That yeah. was hot. I, I feel like I'm... Am I as bright red as you guys yeah. are? Yeah. You're you guys right. are really you're So, red. you know the thermometer? Really it's, it's, it's We original. should put a second one in there. We should, because those are original. Those are 50 years I, old. I didn't want to say anything, but my like, calves were burning. They so say like, made in West Germany. Yeah. Those are it's communist good. era <laughs> yeah. thermometers. So they're not... You can call it capitalist era. It was from West Germany. Oh, 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 oh you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. So, basically, they're going to make it seem better than it really is. <laughs> that was it good? Do you like it? it was yeah. Lovely. All right. Lovely. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. This warm. is your second. I'm pretty warm. Set in here, right? So, I mean, second time. Yeah. Good. All right. So let, let's uh, let's jump jump into it. Um, all right. So first, we're going to talk about the insurance thing in a second. But first, you had a lot of exposure to the federal mumbo jumbo uh, about consumer rights, and you said that insurance was excluded. So since we are talking all things insurance, insurance. 
Um, so that doesn't why, mean insurance agents never have to think about it. Right. But like on a federal level, it's excluded because it passed down to the state level. Like, is that actually good or bad for me, the insurance customer? What the insurance think? customer? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how really big a difference it would make because because of how much of how heavily regulated insurance is. Uh -huh. So the products that are out there are pretty are typically limited and the books of insurance carriers are so carefully looked over by state governments that from a loss perspective, you know, that my house burns down and the insurance company isn't there anymore right. or my house burns down it's pretty low probability because of how much state regulation there is to begin with. So that's probably the biggest consumer protection issue is whether or not somebody's going to be looking out to make sure these companies survive. Uh, well, from just, a, just to stop you off, there, when I think about it, like my instant, that was a loaded question, my, my instant reaction was, wow, federal government is involved, great, less people, less spending, so it's probably better because it's more efficient. I don't know, that's just where my mind went. I think of the Independence Day, the movie, when there's like a hammer, $35,000. Anyone know that quote? Yeah. Anyway, okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, but there's also, you could think of it as way cost-saving to have federal regulation. So mm -hmm. my guess is that there are folks in the insurance industry, particularly at the more of the startup enthusiast level, mm -hmm. who, whether they know it or not, would love to have federal regulation because then they yeah. would have far easy, they would have a far easier time expanding from state to state. Right. Because if you try to move from Ohio to Pennsylvania and there is a completely different regulatory regime in Pennsylvania as opposed to Ohio, and a whole new set of regulators to keep happy, right. um, you're going to be very slow about expanding from Ohio to Pennsylvania or from California to Oregon under a completely federalized system, which is how some aspects of consumer financial, some aspects of, of banking work. Um, it's a lot easier to shift yourself over to what is broadly federal jurisdiction, which would allow you to jump much easier with your new product from state to state. Okay, that's cool. Well, I can buy that. I'm fine with that. All right, so, um, yeah, you, we're upstairs drinking this beautiful tea that you brought in that's here, which is amazing. My caffeine level is through the roof right now. It looks uh, like, I feel like I was Gandalf drinking it. <laughs> if anyone, if you're listening right now, to all our two um, loyalists. Three, three. three all, all of our wives. Google Monty. Monty, right? Monty, M-A-T-E. M-A-T-E. Yerba. Go no, Google I it, hit images, get rid of all the naked girls, and just go to this, the little wooden <laughs> cup. And you realize that and it's the word mate. So if they just type in mate and then uh, Google, that's not going to work. Uh, if you type in Yerba, Y-E-R-B-A, Yerba, Mate, then it will only come up images of this. But if you just type in mate, you're, I don't know what's going to come up, but so, it's not going to be ideal. So if you, so you're, you're going to type in Yerba Mate. <laughs> yeah. You sure it's not going to be some like burly, hairy of, guy? I can think nah, of it. No, Yerba Mate. I'm going to Google this while we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my phone's recording. <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, back to this uh, situation here. So you sued an insurance agent, and Sean said we have three listeners. We actually might have four, maybe. Should I tell one more story about Mate? Yeah, sure. Go so when I was in college and, and in South America... Uh, a girl in my program. You, <laughs> hang emailed, on, hang on. We're, we're trying to keep this. No, no, no this okay. is not. A, this, is, this is only a. Okay. This is G-rated. Right. Uh, emailed back to all her friends and family her favorite things about living in Buenos Aires, and mm -hmm. she wrote "Mate in the park with friends." Um, except, oh. it said "Mate in the park with friends" to her, all, like her grandparents and parents nice. that she was letting know how everything was going great down in South America. All right, that's a G. <laughs> that's a G joke. That's good. We're fine there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So and now, but the thing is, like, I have a daughter, and now I just realize she's never leaving home. <laughs> and yeah. 
then she's going to go down the street to no college. I wonder you're investing yeah. so much into it. You and my dad will really bond well. I think his three daughters can let them go like a mile outside the house. And, and you know what? And it seems like they've grown up to be wonderful women. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, that, then we might have a fifth ball. All right. We'll so, do a parenting theme. So, so you sued an insurance agent. Yeah, I really want to get to this. Wait, wait, when you were in law school. When I was in law school. When so I was this, is, this is like goodwill hunting style stuff right here. <laughs> Well, I was 11 years old. That's part. I mean, it was more Doogie Howser than uh, no. So when I was a third-year law student, we had an investor protection clinic at my law school, um, which existed to help people bring claims um, against investment advisors who had steered them wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And many of those claims, even if you're um, wealthy, it's not worth the money for a private attorney to take your case. Right. Because typically you lost, in many cases, you lose an amount of money that just in the hours charged by a typical attorney, right. um, it's just going to eat the entire claim up. So what um, some uh, in insurance companies and investment brokerage houses realized, uh, a relatively obvious point, which is that when they had consumers uh, who had a bad agent or had gotten a bad product in the past, mm-hmm. um, if they were represented, they had a dramatically better chance of doing well in their arbitration. And if they were unrepresented, they tended to do very poorly. So they started to create uh, and fund opportunities for law students and young lawyers to take on these cases at either no rate or a super reduced rate. Um, so we were not paid, uh, but I got credit for it. And, and I it's had okay. It. You were only 11, so. Yeah, you know. Well, actually, I made money when I was 11. Let's be honest. So anyway, so we got this case sent into us. Uh, it this was is very close to heart, by the way, because I used to be an insurance agent. You used to so be an insurance agent. Yeah, All so right. Well, you know, let's keep I didn't like ruin this person's life. I'm, I'm sure it did. I didn't bring I them to their knees. Yeah. It's just I hate lawyers, anyways. Good. All okay. right. Well, most people do. <laughs> anyways, uh, all right. So this poor guy had to care for a 11-year-old you. Yeah, yeah, from young me. That I think was really annoying to them because I had nothing but time my third year of law school to spend on this case. I was not incredibly interested in my courses, and they were few and far between. Uh, and my wife was working way too much. Oh, and the best part, who the the, the client who was he? The client was for our purposes here. We're going to say it was a dentist. Oh, wow. it is not way the to person. Take it full circle. For it all was of you not the person know. whose house it is. Oh, okay, <laughs> just so everybody's anonymous. <laughs> for all of you that don't know, what we're talking about. Listen to our first podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not all dentists that. make bad financial decisions. <laughs> some yeah. of them, and some of them make great financial decisions, like accidentally buying a song. All right, we're going to keep our uh, listeners on suspense here. I'm going to pause it, and then we'll actually get into the story when we come back. Deal? All right. Let's okay. go back in. All right. Okay, we're back. That was very freaking hot. Yeah, and oh, the... And the, the I, I didn't even the, sit in the hot corner. Well, the heat... And the mate combined. <laughs> Honestly, we started talking nice insurance. Hot, nice hot drink. But we went in there, and I think the mate expanded our minds. <laughs> yeah. And we it, we ended up coming back to how much we all hate CrossFit, <laughs> and not, and specifically not just CrossFit. That was like a good the, two minute the, rant. The, on it. the people on Facebook who post pictures wow. of themselves doing CrossFit. Yeah, you know how we had five followers? We now have four. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone, if any of our, please, if any of our followers are big CrossFit enthusiasts, we would love for you to call in, be on the show. Oh, all right. um, as long as you. You don't break us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the reason why we're here, talk about insurance-related topics and suing an insurance agent, which is kind of juicy. Um, so I, I have to start by asking that the poor guy, is it his fault or is it the system's fault? You mean the dentist? Is it the, de- the dentist? No, not the dentist. Forget about the, the insurance dentist. agent. Yeah, the insurance the agent. Or insurance agent. Is it so the insurance agent's fault or is it the system that he's in part of, which 
you know, highly incentivizes and pressures them into selling these things that he may not be completely knowledgeable about and these products that exist that are probably bad for consumers as is is what I would imagine. Basically, did the insurance agent know he was screwing someone over? Sure. There you go. Thank you for simplifying that. So I would say both, yes and. I mean, I, I think that sort of the key issue in the case I was working on was the variable annuity product being totally inappropriate to the goals of this investor combined with a incredibly high fees and a bad market for, for the investments, the relatively high-risk investments that, that the insurance agent slash investment advisor was getting him into. And does that make that person like an evil, terrible person? I don't know, right? I mean, it seemed that way from the after effects on this guy's life. Uh, but in the moment, did that person think they were really advising him well? Were they overwhelmed with work? Did they not really think through the guy's circumstances? I don't know. Uh, but the product wasn't great. And somehow or other, uh, our, our alleged dentist friend uh, ended, up, <laughs> ended up in the product in a, in a significant way in his, in his life. Were you able to discover through your uh, process if there was like proper disclaimers and if the guy, the agent educated the consumer enough? Um, he certainly thought he was getting something that he wasn't necessarily getting. Or at the very least, he, he had a poor understanding of what the upfront, how the upfront fees worked. Um, and that's uncomfortable for, for an investment advisor and agent to walk through. But if you're working with someone, they can't explain to you how they're getting paid. Something's probably not going that well. And the agent was ultimately represented by the, the mothership. Yes. Um, so how did they react to that the consumer didn't really understand it too well? I mean, their general defense was the guy knew what he was signed up for. And he was wealthy enough that he could pay into this product. He's probably a wealthy guy to begin with. He knew he's an ed he was a very educated person. He must have known what he was getting into. And he's just mad because the market tanked. Mm -hmm. He's blaming us because he lost money. That right. was their that was their defense, broadly speaking. I could see that totally. Yeah. yeah. And Sean told me that um, it's pretty common to, to harp on dentists and uh, doctors oh. and such. Yeah, we have we have you know dentists. We were talking about this before. Dentists and physicians and yeah. they're they're very smart people, but not necessarily business savvy. Um, you know, a lot of the reason why why medical professionals are wealthy is not because they've made smart financial decisions. They they just make so much money that you throw enough money against the wall, something's going to stick. Right, yeah. But there's a lot of money that falls, and there are many, many people who are willing to take that money. It's, um, it's yeah. also that people assume that if you, if you fall for a scam, that that implies that you're somehow stupid. Um, and in fact, it's people who are often very smart, very well educated, um, who believe that they're the ones who can outwit the market, who believe that they're the kinds of people who've been able to outwit and, and get ahead in difficult systems before, so why wouldn't this investment opportunity be another big opportunity for them to get ahead? Uh, and so they're sometimes, um, folks who've done very well in life are sometimes the most susceptible to different kinds of uh, uh, high-risk, ultimately low-reward investment plans. So when you were representing this dentist, <laughs> we're going to call him a dentist, uh, or her. Um, is, are, were you just claiming stupidity or ignorance or lack of knowledge? What, whoa, what's your, you know, what, that's the thing. What do you... Insanity. Because, because you, like, it's, it's all written there. It's all spelled out in paperwork. He's, I, I he or she signed the dotted line. I don't think to say that you trust someone and that you believe that someone is giving you good advice when they're not makes you an idiot. 
I think what we were claiming was he relied on someone uh, to give him solid advice uh, about which that person had had a lot of expertise that he didn't have. Uh, I don't think that makes him stupid. I rely on people all the time. I might be stupid, but I do. Well, that's that's deep. So, (laughs) (laughs) so that that agent may have not had the knowledge that he needed to in order to sell that product. Didn't have the knowledge, or had read the wrong incentives, or didn't care. Right. Cool. All right, guys. Let's go in for one more round. Sounds good. And then and then degrees. Yeah. And then we'll we'll come back for knock knock jokes. Knock knock jokes. All right. Deal. Positive now. All right, our final round in. That was incredibly hot, and thank you, Sean, for getting it to 200 degrees. No, it's uh, today was a really good fit. I feel like I got a lot out. Yeah, I got a lot of bad juju out. You know, <laughs> no, but I'm not being anti-Semitic. Like, you know, you've heard yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting. Uh-huh. I got a lot of good bad stuff out. <laughs> Didn't know we were going with that. Okay. Um, the the mate. Yeah, that was clutch. Really, bad. thank you. That, that was fantastic. fantastic. Thanks. So um, we'll come back to our listeners with another session, all things insurance related. And Zach wants to throw in some parenting things into it, too. Thanks for joining. All right. uh, Thank you. If anyone is interested. Oh, how did you wrap up your uh, radio station um, sessions? Did you have like a little jingle you did at the end? I just said the night train's up next. Ooh. All right. All right. If anyone's interested in calling in, please let us know. (laughs) We're going to do a call-in session next time. Call-in session. All right. It'll be amazing. All right. Pause.